In a land of still being sick and a time of harsh reality, the destiny of a mediocre podcast rests on the shoulders of three men. Its name, four seasons, and a funeral. Today, we are talking about season four, episode three of Merlin, The Wicked Day. My name is David, and joining me today are Nick and Charlie. Hi, I'm Nick. How are you still sick? I'm still a little sick. I am mostly over it, but it has just progressed now to just a cough that will leave probably in like three more weeks. Or like two months. Man, I, I remember the, the, the fun times of you just get the cough and then the cough sticks around forever. It sounds like, like long am I ever COVID. fully better? And then you get sick again and you're like, wait, I was better. Uh, <laughs> it's not COVID. This is always how uh, my colds have gone. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. Yeah. Like, I get sick, have a fever, fever disappears, and then I just have a cough for a long time. I've actually been really good on my colds recently. Like, I'll feel shit for, like, two days max, and then immediately better. Oh, are you getting like nutrients in? Are you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think the healthiest thing I'm eating these days is eggs. Yeah. Get cracking. <laughs> Oh, did you guys see that um, <laughs> That they've decided, you know how there was the, like, the eggs, it's not just for breakfast anymore thing? Oh, yeah, um, I had eggs for dinner. Do, I had do, breakfast do you, for dinner Do you guys see that they've, they've fucking changed it up? They're now trying to do that to maple syrup? That's the really? new one. I've yeah. been seeing a lot of, like, just drink milk. It's not weird as well. The <laughs> farmers of Canada are going crazy with the whole <laughs> eggs, maple syrup, and milk thing. <laughs> The, oh. the maple syrup one the maple syrup one is crazy because that's that's like eggs it's like cool that's like that could be like a major part of like a meal or things or like that could be like a good add-on for things maple, <laughs> maple syrup, syrup not so much <laughs> maple syrup's like an add-in like it's like oh yeah. well, let's add some sweets like, to this thing or like maple oh cool carrots. i wanted to you can like, like, like you can like make a good marinade and then yeah. add like a little bit of sweetness with it with some maple syrup and that can be delicious but well, it's, maple it's crazy to me that they've decided that maple syrup is the new, it's not just for breakfast. Yeah. Maple syrup and honey are actually really good for uh, steak because the sugars in it tenderize the meat. Yeah, that or like a maple ham is really good. But like still, like to me, like that's not like um, a staple of a yeah, meal. Like that's what they're trying to sell milk and like eggs as are staples. Where it's also, like, add an egg to whatever you're making, or just plan a meal around eggs. It's not weird. That's my favorite <laughs> egg commercial. Was the It's eggs render. That's not weird. Not like your pants. <laughs> you're super high pants weird. Pants, you're dude. weird. It was, it was, they were very aggressive commercials. <laughs> Audience, if you're so not from Canada, and you, and you missed the, the eggs, it's not weird, you're weird commercials. They were aggressive, go, and I would dude, suggest the, if you're looking that, for a rabbit hole. That high down. pants one is especially aggressive because they're a married couple in that ad. Yeah, so not only his is, pants are. Not only is this guy bitching at his wife who made him dinner that, oh, it has eggs in it. That's fucking weird. She then snaps right back and being like, hey, dumbass, you don't know how to dress yourself. Which, to be fair, he's a dumbass who doesn't know how to dress himself because his pants are up to his fucking nipples. The milk one I thought was really funny as well, where it's just someone going, you're drinking milk? It's like, we all are. And it's just everyone aggressively in the workplace drinking milk, looking at them. <laughs> it's... I have the most related uh, NFL tangent from that. Okay. 
All right. So let's, let's see. The NFL Combine's going on right now. So for those who don't know, the NFL Combine is where they get all the potential draftees, like high-value draftees, coming in to run like a 40-yard dash, do a standing jump, do a standing long jump. Uh, quarterbacks do throws, receivers do catches, just so that teams have a central area to scout and the players have one final chance to show off. A lot of weird interviews happen at this time where teams who I have good draft picks. <laughs> yeah, like one was like a team would ask a player to give them their cell phone. And if the guy refused, he got docked marks for being too secretive. But if he gave it over, it was he was sharing too much of his life with the team. Like what? weird no win scenarios. Yeah, people have shit on teams for this I, in the past. But, but Charlie, I know what this is about. I saw this as well. There's a quarterback, <laughs> I think from Florida, Florida, or like, I want to say like Alabama. He's, Regardless. he's, he's like, he was coming into this ranked like the like second or third best quarterback of this draft. Apparently man is deathly afraid of milk. What? Where like... rumor is he would scream in terror at the sight of milk and further questions had to be asked. He uses almond milk and coffee. Or he uses almond milk and is not afraid of creamer. Okay, but visually, almond milk and milk are identical, right? <laughs> yes, like... this begs the question, <laughs> is he afraid of a glass of milk until someone's like, nah, dude, don't worry, it's almond joy. <laughs> like, like, they taste very different, but visually, they're nearly identical. <laughs> like, feels, that's nonsense. It feels like a meme. And I don't, I don't understand. That's gotta not be real. There's no way. Like, but apparently, no, who, what the apparently, fuck? this is this has made it so that he has moved down on the draft boards because teams are worried about how he will integrate into a team with this fear, because he yes. won't be able to stick to like a meal plan or things like that. This, or like have this the- sounds like absolute slander that is being put out on this man by like an agent somewhere well (laughs) so the original tweet i saw um was a legitimate concern nfl teams have with kentucky kentucky quarterback will levis is his deathly fear of milk i've been told he screams in terror at even the sight of milk let alone the taste no, it the, impedes the, dude, that's, his that's daily ab- tasks a source said that's i'm worried how he'll fit into an nfl program (laughs) Further on, someone else claimed he puts mayonnaise in his coffee and eats bananas oh. without peeling them. No, no. He then is... he then posted a video of himself eating a overly ripe banana without peeling it with the caption, I don't fear the brown spots on bananas, they fear me. It's a meme. There's, this is a hundred percent a meme. This isn't. This is a hundred percent a meme, my dude. That's insane. That's not a real human being. That is. That is. That is a video game character that you laugh at. Like this is. This is a question that Madden NFL like be a pro or my career throws up at you, where it's like any interesting things you want to tell us, and you go afraid of milk. And Madden goes, how does that affect anything? You go, it will. Draft ranking goes down. No, this is like a random message you get when you're playing like the coach mode. That's like, oh no, new draft class members are afraid of milk. And you're like, wait, what? What does this mean? Like this 100% needs to be put into like the generated scouting reports in Madden or any other football game is just 
Like, good hands, good football IQ, looks downfield when throwing, minus afraid of milk. There's I 0% chance that that's real. That's 100% percent feels like I saw that and went like, no, but also apparently yes. It's, it's no, America, I, I so refuse. like anything is possible. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> Call me a conservative, but I refuse to listen to this. <laughs> You refuse to listen to the media. I refuse to absorb this. <laughs> oh, to, to, also a tangent, but so we're starting a new D and D campaign because um, oh, yeah. we finished our previous one, and so I'm writing essentially most of the world now. Um, and I had a moment where the main government of the starting city is ruled by two different parties. It's a two party system. And I was writing, I'm like, okay, one party is all about the intent behind laws. And they're going to be the party of intent. And the other party is going to be the party of the written rules. Oh, and they're going to be the party of the really. written rules. But that's too wordy. I guess I can call them the party of the right. And they're like, nope, too real. It's gotten too real. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. My satire is real now. Oh, no. I need to rewrite. Rewrite. I'll call one of them the Democrats and the other the Republicans. <laughs> They'll both be terrible, makes, but one of them will be worse. It makes perfect sense in the context of the world, because it's, it's a government ruled by the lawful gods, and I needed to have two factions. Just very unfortunate of what happened. Uh, but anyways. What, what's everyone been up to? We've heard some of the things, but what's, what's ever been up, everyone been up to? David, outside of writing us a new D&D campaign, which thank you again, uh, what have you been up to? Well, it's when was the last time we recorded? I think it was... Like a week ago? The 24th of oh, good Lord. February. So Ooh. a little bit longer, about a week and a weekend, essentially. Yeah. Um, what have I been up to since then? Um, been sick. <laughs> um, played video games, I guess. Um, I got Monster Hunter Rise on Steam because I have a Steam Deck, so that's my new meeting game. Despite the fact that I have it on Switch, I just, I can't help myself. <laughs> oh no. I have a problem, please help me. Seriously, I 100%ed Code Vein. Um, yeah, just been gaming. Just, I'm just such a gamer. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> worrisome. Well, what have, what, have, what have I been up to? Then we'll go to Charlie, I guess. Um, let's see. I, I went skiing this weekend with a couple friends, which was a good time. It was the first time that I went skiing on like real snow this year. And man, uh, it's way better uh it's, it's it's crazy the difference that real snow has over fake snow um i only fell once and it was because i was doing something stupid and it was great hey. um there uh it, it was it was great one of um one of our other friends got a got a great view of me just like bombing towards a little jump jumping off of it and then just like almost saving myself on the other end but then eventually falling because if i tried to save myself i was definitely going to like demolish one of my legs um mm. so i was just like cool it's time to fall uh 
Yeah, don't injure yourself on like the last day skiing of the season. I don't season. know. It sounds it sounds like I'm going skiing with some of those same friends this weekend. So they're insane. Yes. <laughs> they are. Yes. Um so that's all a thing. Uh outside of that, um audience to give you because this is this is the the the, the part three of computer gremlins uh for Nick's computer. Um at least some of the computer gremlins are gone. Um, so far, no crashes. I replaced the power supply of my computer, and so far it's been okay. I don't believe all the gremlins are gone. There's still some of them hiding in there. Um, <laughs> but at least most of the electricity gremlins appear to have been isolated within my old power supply, and that is now a cursed power supply that does not go into a computer. Um, at least not one that I give to a friend. Uh <laughs> Um, an enemy, maybe, because it'd be very frustrating to figure out what's going on. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, now there's just some like weird like Windows audio driver things that I need to figure out that for some reason installing a new power supply appear to have um, made pop up. But that's fine. I'll figure that Your out. Your machine is cursed. I just... <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I don't but know I love what it. evil tech wizard you pissed off, but they have cursed your machine. Um, I think part of the problem is that I have a pretty old CPU um that is not well supported. Like it's 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 an enthusiast grade, like third gen Intel CPU, so it's actually built on like second gen like Intel architecture. Um so it's very old at this point, um, and definitely not well supported. Um, and it's on a weird chipset because of that. So that's probably where a lot of my problems come from, or at least what I, I choose to believe. Um, but yeah, uh, audience for now, part three, currently, um, the, the, that, that's where we're going to be stopping right now for Nick's, uh, computer, um, elect and electricity gremlins. Um, we'll see when that picks back up. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know, Charlie, what have you been up to? Uh, I finally got my couch. Hey, it, actually, it didn't it fall actually off the came. truck. It did not. Aww. In fact, they had to pull out several boxes to get to the couch. Um, but they didn't deliver you two couches. I, uh, if you count the chaise and the actual couch itself as uh different ones, then yes. Um, but our hallway, as you both know, is quite narrow, oui. and the whole time it was it was coming. Uh, my fiance was like. I don't know, they may have to go through the back. Like, I don't think this is wide enough. I'm like, it'll be fine. They've gotten stuff in tighter spots before, I'm sure. And then they start bringing it through the door. And, oh boy, is that a tight squeeze. <laughs> I would have work, I would have immediately went through the back. Like, that is... <laughs> they, they got it through. They just had to squish down the back cushions, and, and they got it in no problem. Like, nothing got stuck. They didn't tear anything off the wall. So, yeah. I, I got Charlie, a couch. Didn't now. we? Didn't when when I helped you move? Didn't we put like a lot of the things? Like, didn't we go through that back door for like so many of the things? Oh hell yeah! Because I'm not insane. Yeah. Okay. But also, <laughs> keep in mind, this got delivered immediately after that pretty bad snowstorm we just had. Oh, so the and back would have been treacherous that, to go through, well, anyways. The side gate I have. Whoever installed it was a fucking moron. And the gate itself is like six feet long, five feet long. And so it sags. So on like a clear day when the ground is clear, 
I have to hold it up to drag it or else it just runs into the dirt. So with all the snow there, I'm for sure not opening that gate. And I didn't want to shovel, so like, you know. This is the really job. sounds like we need to really sounds like you need to build a better gate this summer. I really do. I kind of I kind of want to just get some lumber and do like a a dual swinging door that latches coming, in the middle. Coming to the podcast feed soon, audience. Charlie cuts a off a <laughs> Charlie cuts off a finger with a Charlie builds saw. a gate. Uh, hey Charlie, are you, how 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 are you doing on like woodworking tools, or is this gate going to get built up at like my family's cottage? Uh, uh, I got I got a circular saw. I got some uh like uh wood horse stuff to hold it up so I can get a slab of plywood as a work table. Um, I think the circular saw I have even has the straight edge attachment on it. So fancy Charlie's gonna be able to cut off so many fingers. All the fingers. Just I think no. All I, I think we should hang out. We should record. Um, Nick, you can help Charlie, and I'll commentate. <laughs> so, and that'll be a I, great had, episode of the podcast. I've had I've had this discussion. I've had this discussion with my family, um, and like we we all sort of agree. So, like, audience, I come from like a family of like engineers, and like you know, lots of people are like, "Wow, cool!" Like you know, like that's awesome that they built that thing, and like, man. It's not really me. Like, I didn't get, like, any of that. I can do, like... I'm good at, like, the planning side of things. I'm good at, like, the biology... Like, like understanding the biological concepts behind things. Working on, like, some of that sort of stuff. Like, I could make some things. But, like, if you tell me, like, go do, like, woodworking, I can't do that. The only 60 that I have ever gotten throughout my entire schooling career was woodshop. Oh, and wow. 65 and woodshop. That's real bad. It is really bad. And the only reason why it wasn't in the 50s was because I was in the robotics club. And most of the time I was like the, the teacher for Woodshop was also in robotics and saw how hard I worked on the robotics team. Otherwise, I would have been in the 50s. I was told that. Um, my parents were pissed at that grade. Um, but hey, yeah, no. Uh, woodworking, not really my thing. I will tell you that right now. All right. Nick, listen, I chopped off a bit of my finger. It's now time for you two to chop off a bit of your it's finger. I, it's it's just not gonna get built i'll like d- don't worry we'll we'll bring out we'll bring out salts we'll bring out like my brother and then we'll actually have like people who are competent and can do that kind of shit and it'll go great uh <laughs> for some when you said salt i just thought we were bringing salt like at the table salt and i was like why would that help what about woodworking do i not know that <laughs> we need table salt <laughs> david you gotta you gotta be able to you know sterilize the wounds that you're gonna be making that's what the salt's for right <laughs> all right we have been discussing this enough. Let us Sorry. get into... No, I got one more piece of drama. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Um, the new trailer for the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie came out. Okay. Um, April O'Neil is currently trending on Twitter. Can you guys guess why? They changed um, her race. Nick, what's your guess? She got an OnlyFans. David, you're the winner. April is black in this edition. <laughs> I, I knew if it's trending on Twitter, that's that's why. She is plus size and is black, and people are very mad about it. Is is this is this a person from? So like, I've seen none of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So like, was this a was this like a character in the original? It thing, is. I'm yes, it yes. is the okay. redhead. Reporter. I didn't know if this was a character in the original thing or if this was like an act actress or like what was going on here. So cool. Yeah. Uh April O'Neil is the reporter friend to the Turtles. 
And okay. so in the original comic, she's like a brunette. And then they, in the classic 80s cartoon, they made her a redhead. And now in this one, she's black. And people were like, she's supposed to be a redhead. And other people are like, no, that's not the comic original one. And there's just a whole lot of arguing about this. And I'm like, oh, no. Googling April O'Neil is also dangerous because there's a porn star that has taken that as their name. Which is such a good porn name. It is, but also just be careful while Googling, friends. <laughs> you may find Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff that you're not looking for. Safe search on. Just, just a quick FYI as I Google that. <laughs> Does she spell it the same way? Yep, or is exactly it like... the same. I think there's... I thought it was going to be April O'Neil like you're kneeling down. (laughs) That's fantastic. But no, it's spelled exactly the same way. (laughs) Oh, no. All right. Is is it time? Shall we? Yeah, now now we can move on. All right, David, bring us in. Oh, fuck. Right. It's me. David. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. I did the intro. Now the TV guide. The incredibly wordy TV guide for this episode. Arthur is targeted for assassination at his birthday celebration. Yep. Yep. Honestly, fair. That is the only way to not spoil this episode. Um, yeah. So. I, really good episode for the shock factor, I'll say. Because the entire <laughs> episode, I was like, oh, this isn't going to happen. This isn't going to happen. And then just, they did it. Just so once again, I would like to say... I, we so we had a few false starts recording this episode <laughs> this, and one yes. of the false starts i would like to say that i looked it up and that this episode came out in october and then in april of this same year game of thrones released <laughs> yes <laughs> i strongly believe there's a direct relation between that and why we've had two main characters die in the first <laughs> three goddamn episodes of this show. They we have were, they have decided to kill a bunch of people. We were guessing start that, off season four. that members of the writing staff read Game of Thrones and then saw that it was getting an HBO show and went, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do some of the stuff Game of Thrones does in the books before the show came out and then this happened? Just because spoiler alert i guess audience uther dies in this episode <laughs> like just full-on dies <laughs> and they even like the this entire episode is leading up to be goofy and then he dies <laughs> <laughs> he dies like... and it's incredibly dramatic and man does arthur swear vengeance on all that is magic oh uh, it's God, it's a. Uh, I'm gonna say now. I really like. I really enjoyed this episode. This was a well done episode in this terms is, of like it looks super goofy, and they they do a really good job of setting up a bunch of stuff in this episode. They I thought. they knew exactly what they were doing. This was oh, and uh, I I will say because audience you'll you'll remember back from like last like just last episode of our recording um where David and Charlie were taking bets as to when they were gonna finally kill Uther. Absolutely uh, and, ridiculous. And I had to hold my breath that entire time knowing what the next episode was. Oh so, my uh, god. Let me just uh update our called shots for season four right now. <laughs> I claimed Uther will die this season. Correct. David claimed Uther will not die this season. 
incorrect. I will point out, though, Charlie, last episode, you said Uther's going to die in the season finale. There's I no do, way they'd kill him off sooner. I do not have that as my called shot. That's not official. My other official called shot for the finale is Arthur. That's when Arthur gets Excalibur. So we'll see. I mean, we we can see the episode titles, and the finale is called "The Sword and the Stone." Oh fuck! Uh, is it actually? Yeah, I, feel I like swear that's not a I crazy didn't look at the I didn't look at the episode titles. Sword of the Stone the... Part One, Sword of the Stone Part Two. Maybe it's finale. him putting it back in the stone because he used it. <laughs> uh, who knows? Anyways, um, this episode starts off really weird like merlin picking mushrooms in the forest uh um just just also did anyone notice weird cinematography in this episode like the camera's all wonky in this episode like you mean like handheld wonkiness or well just just this opening scene has so much dutch angle to it like (laughs) The Maybe camera they were is trying like, to hint that something's off and none of us really picked up on it and assumed it was a production error. Like the camera's at a nearly <laughs> 45 degree angle at one point looking at Arthur as he's like being put up there. And it's like, it what is going on? Uh, listen, the whole point of the start here is for you to feel like something's off. And I guess they do that well with the cinematography because outside it's... of that, Merlin's trying to convince Arthur that everything's great. It's his birthday. He should have a good time. Look do you at mean... all these cool revelers who came. Do you mean like the side angle of him, like them spinning him on the yeah. wheel? Yeah. I think that's like, just, just supposed to like give you the low down angle of the wheel. I don't know. It's this entire scene up to it as well is just off. Like it doesn't feel it is not filmed like normal Merlin is. No, it's it's weird. But yeah, hey, it's Arthur's birthday, and he's not happy about it. And Uther's like, "We'll hold a celebration." Um, and there's yeah, like Nick said, there's some revelers here. They got uh, a midget looking for sorry, a dwarf looking for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I corrected myself. I caught it. I apologize, dwarf looking for his gift to Prince Arthur, and the other guy's like, I got him right here. Here's these knives. And you're like, oh, they're gonna kill him. Uh, but then we get to the actual evening, and it's, oh, they're just gonna put him up on a wheel and do, like, a knife-throwing trick. It's all harmless fun. Oh, look, they even shove an apple in his mouth. Ha ha ha. Ha and ha ha. There's a really weird moment in this part where the guy has thrown two of the knives, and they land on either side of Arthur's head. And then he looks back at Uther, and Uther gives, like, a slow nod, like, yes, do it. I want to see you almost kill my boy. Oh, it was very funny. But hey, to this guy's credit, he throws it, and it goes right into the apple. But oh no, it was all a trick, because the apple has been poisoned with sediment. First of all, can I say that's a genius plan? This is the best assassination attempt we have ever seen. Can we just give kudos to these assassins for a truly genius plan? Like, of course you don't kill him in the main hall with everyone watching, but challenging his honor so that he definitely wants to do it, and then feeding him a poisoned apple is ingenious. Not even poisoned, like, it's just sedative, and it makes him groggy like like he's drunk, like he would be at his birthday, like, these guys thought this through, it, <laughs> except for the part where, like... Except for later. Yeah, except for later. 
They were doing great until Uther fucks them up. (laughs) I do love how... Honestly, yeah. (laughs) Arthur... Like, Arthur and Merlin are just chilling in Arthur's room, and Arthur's like, I gotta go talk to my dad. And Merlin's like, don't go out there. And he's like, you think you're better than me? (laughs) Merlin's like, yes, because I'm wearing pants. And Arthur's like, oh, yes, I'm not wearing pants. Thank you. Let me let me just put these pants that were around my knees back on my body, I guess. Yeah, the the guy comes to assassinate Arthur and almost does it if not for Arthur seeing his reflection in like a like a jug, I think. Yeah. And Arthur still being a badass, even while yeah. drugged. <laughs> like he's, he's to able be- to get he's able to protect him and his dad for a little bit. Um unfortunately, uh that well, sedative is decent <laughs> no it's it's just arthur who's protecting himself and then he's about to be killed and then uther comes in yeah oh yeah and we and then, actually get badass uther for maybe the second or third time in the show but like uther i guess i guess all the weeping and being depressed has not ruined uther's lifting regime because he is still <laughs> able to fight off these fucking assassins and he would have Uther Uther makes Uther knows that a good core workout is important every day. That, that strengthens. <laughs> yeah. Well, his core wasn't strong enough, though, unfortunately. No. As, as he is about to, and he takes way too fucking long to do it. As he's about to plunge his sword down into the assassin that he's knocked to the floor, the assassin pulls out a dagger and stabs Uther in the stomach. Um, and Uther's like, "Okay, yes, finally, I'm dying. Thank Christ." All right, peace out. All right, son, just stay here. Uh, Remember, magic's a bitch. Magic's terrible, even though this wasn't magic that did this. <laughs> you Never have no forget. reason to hate magic. It was magic. No to- magic killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, of it. And we get. We get we get a we get a sad we get a very sad scene here with with Arthur like holding Uther in his arms calling out to the guards you know he's still like drugged um like the adrenaline is coursing through him so he's still he's able to be awake right now but um he's he's still drugged all of the guards outside are just dead because the assassin was good at killing people um just needed the element of surprise uh isn't good in combat i guess um and uh yeah uh, we cut to the next morning, and Gaius, Gaius t- looking over Uther. No, no, go ahead. Uh, no, you go, you go. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we got Gaius. His has come, taking a look at Uther. Um, Arthur's asking, you know, what what could be done? At the very least, Uther is still alive, which is impressive. Um, but Gaius lets uh lets Arthur no know. Yeah. No one's left Gaius alone of Uther enough for the snake to bite him. Is what's happening. Yeah. Snake, snake bite hasn't come yet. Uh, we, too we many did, people have been watching. We haven't found out that Uther has like a DNR with Gaius, but it's hey, if I'm ever like in a near death thing, just have the snake bite me. <laughs> Gaius, I know, I know that you're hiding all of your horrible medicine skills with snake bites. If, if I'm ever, like, fairly badly wounded, <laughs> just snake bite me. It's, Please, it's fine. Don't try to save my life. You'll probably fuck it up. Just bite You'll probably me fuck it up worse. Just, just snake bite me. <laughs> Tell my son that, you know, the, the snake that's been running around the castle got me too. But also, my headcanon for this scene where Gaius is like, 
yeah, we patched up the wound, but it nicked his heart and he's bleeding inside. I just really wanted Arthur to say, well, that's where his blood's supposed to be. <laughs> just I'm one just of my trying to figure out how Gaius. Jokes. I'm just trying to figure out how Gaius learned, like figured out that the that the blade nicked his heart. Like, did he just like stick his finger in there and go, "Oh yeah, there's the heart"? <laughs> or maybe just like, by what? the amount of blood coming out, he's like, "Oh fuck." Uh, probably. Like, I'm assuming. I guess Gaius has seen enough people that have been close to death or mortally wounded to be able to see the difference with the with yeah. injuries. He knows when it's time to bring the snakehead out and when it isn't. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he Uther is still alive, but um, not for long. He's been mortally wounded. It's time time to say your goodbyes. Unfortunately, uh, and Arthur's like, if the only the there main... was something magical we could do to save him. <laughs> yeah, we we get to the we get to the main plot point of this episode. It isn't, in fact, the ass- assassination of Arthur that is going to be most of what this episode is. No, it is attempting to save Uther. What the TV guide told you. <laughs> to be fair, TV guide, I'm proud of you because if you'd said uh, Arthur races to try and save Uther, it would have spoiled the first part of this of this episode a lot. Like, actually, one of the better TV guides in how much they didn't say. Hmm. This is one where we, I don't even want to shit on it. I'm just like, you, you did all that you could without spoiling the episode, right. and well done. We'll see if you continue to feel this way in season five when we do the TV Guide game again. <laughs> oh no! Oh, fuck! <laughs> and you have to guess which episode this TV Guide is referring no. to. I forgot uh, about the stupid TV Guide game we came up with. Dude, I fucking love the TV Guide it's game. Such it a good, it's such a good game, but I fucking hate it so much. Because so many of Fringes were so similar. <laughs> the one TV Guide that is just like, a mistake from uh, Walter's past causes him a fringe of it. And you're like, which episode is this? That's all of them. That's just literally all of them. <laughs> Oh man, that was actually that was fantastic. Audience, go 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 listen to Fridge. We talk, <laughs> we say this a lot while talking about Merlin. Go Audience, watch Fridge. Fridge go is watch Fridge. Fridge is a good show. All the way up to season five. Season five is impressively bad. Audience, listen to our podcast while you watch season five, and I think that'll make up for it. <laughs> uh maybe. If you want to hear three dudes just absolutely shit on that show. <laughs> Oh, uh, or tell us or go tell us why season five was actually good i don't know i don't want to have to watch it again but like i've done a little sleuthing about the other fringe podcasts that exist and it seems like a lot of them are much kinder to season five than we are <laughs> cowards <laughs> where i feel like I they're think... like no this is definitely isn't as good but they're not just ripping into it like we so, are so i would i would like to point out that that was that they were probably doing it like when the show was coming out like yes you, you normally would and therefore you've got some more hope because you don't know how bad it's gonna get <laughs> unlike with all with david with like uh, charlie no, and i you already know even, you haven't even seen all of season five when we You're did right season i did five. stop after fucking like four episodes the <laughs> like, first time neither around. neither of you have ever seen all of season five of fringe you both stopped <laughs> But just while it's airing, you're just huffing the copium. You're like, yeah, this episode wasn't so great, but it's building to something, I swear. It sounds like it's... Nick was huffing the copium like 12 years later when we yes. were doing season five. 
Listen, it guys, is- it has to get good. People seem to like this season for some reason. <laughs> I wonder how horrendous the end was so bad as well. <laughs> Just- okay, we're not talking about how bad Fringe was. We're talking about how actually good this episode of Merlin <laughs> Sorry, is. Sorry, right. Good episode of Merlin. Good episode of Merlin. <laughs> good episode of Merlin. Listen, it's a season three. That means it's a good episode. I don't know why, but it does. Do <laughs> you mean in episode three? uh episode three yeah no like episode threes of the season seemed a bit decent i think um um episode three of season one was the mark of nimue which was the introduction to nimue season two was the nightmare begins which is when we get to meet the the druids and i think morgana has nightmares oh god i think this is where we are introduced to mordred as well yeah yeah so no that's a bad episode (laughs) no it's it's not actually we gave season three, season one, episode three, a four average rating. Like we gave okay. it all fours. What about season uh, two, episode three? Uh, three point one seven. Nick gave it a three and a half. You and I gave it threes. Uh, mm. Season three is one of our highest gold. rated episodes ever. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Goblin's Gold. <laughs> Nick and I gave it straight fives. David was the coward and gave it a four and a half. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just saying, guess, something special. I guess I wasn't. And that angry about Mordred yet in season two. <laughs> also, <laughs> now if we to... see him, it's a straight negative one to any episode. All three of those episodes are rated below an eight on IMDb. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> oh, Specifically, man. Goblin's Gold is bookended by two episodes on either side above an eight. We're going to learn that people hated this episode is what we're going to learn. <laughs> oh, no. Anyhow, Arthur decides, you know what? I gotta save my dad using magic, despite his own stances. If it can save him, it's worth it. And he goes and tells his uncle that, and his uncle's like, you're fucking crazy, man. It killed your mom. Which, I still don't know his motivation. His motivation is is that, I I, I don't know. He wants to be closer to lead, I guess. He wants Morgana in charge. He Morgana simp. Like that's his motivation. Because, um, well, like, if he's if he's of the opinion Uther's use of magic killed his sister, then yeah, why is he helping Morgana use magic? Surely he no. should have the same. He's a Morgana simp, and he's just doing whatever Morgana wants. Is this what is, it is. This that's is fair. the lore. <laughs> this is fair. Anyhow, um, yeah, he he goes. Morgana simp goes to Morgana and is like, hey. Uh, they're tra- they're planning on using magic to save Uther. Morgana's like, oh, pff, that's fine. Here's a MacGuffin amulet that not only reverses what healing spells do, it also increases their powers tenfold. So that if anyone tries to like heal a paper cut, it instead creates a massive wound in them. Horrifying, horrifying item. By the Why way, why did she just have that? Like so, no, she made it. Did she, she made make it. that? Yes. Could she always yes. just make that? Like this is a question. Bound, she bound it to the left. Like what was it? She bound it to the left hand or something? Yeah, um, which I think the left hand is the reversal because the left is the left hand of the devil. Because yeah, you know we're all sinners over here. But this was a question my fiance had: is how did Morgana get so good at magic? Because before she was just screaming. And I was saying, well, she had a year of traveling around with Morgos. Maybe she learned some shit. But it does seem like quite a bit. 
I would like to point out, David, this is a fantastic D&D item if we if like the entire party becomes loot gremlins. This is a fantastic <laughs> D&D item. Oh, don't worry. I have many cursed items. I mean, what? Well, no, I, 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 I like, I just, I really like the idea of it's like, oh, cool. You like put on this amulet and it increases your strength and your constitution by one each. It's like, oh, sweet. That's fantastic. And then the next time someone gets injured and they try and heal, they just die. <laughs> Man, you guys are in desperate need of stat boosting items as well. <laughs> <laughs> So I just really like the idea of like, yeah, no, none of you guys know how to identify that magical item, but hey, it increased hey. these stats for you. Hey, guess who took identify for specifically this reason? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait till I'm out of spell Ooh. slots, motherfucker. Basically, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> yes. But um, so yeah, evil MacGuffin given to Aggravain. Um, and Aggravain, I guess then ferrets that away to put on uther and no one notices for some reason yeah he puts it on uh, well no there's there's a scene about that but we should probably also get to the uh the what arthur's gonna do for for this um you mean to catch ourselves up um which is consult merlin and consult gaius about where can he find a wizard to help do you oh, know yes. any uh, powerful wizards that can help <laughs> heal my father and they're just like uh <laughs> not really he killed them all <laughs> thing about that but then merlin's like you know what i do know a great wizard dragoon the great he's coming back and you're like oh this is gonna be a fun dragoon episode and then and he's gonna until the end <laughs> yeah dragoon mcguffins like like hijinks occur where merlin's like oh i gotta go pee in the woods but you go inside dragoon's hut and make yourself at home he'll be here soon and then Dragoon shows up and like berates Arthur and gets a promise out of him like hey yeah magic will be legal when I'm king and as soon as he said that in my mind I went well now they're not killing Uther because that would make it too easy for Merlin for some reason the possibility of this backfiring and making Arthur go against magic never entered my mind. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense, and God, they, they executed it surprisingly well, all things considered. Again, this is one of the best episodes of Merlin to date, I think, <laughs> just how it actually like, happens. Like, wow. It, it feels like they went, you know, Uther's justification for hating magic is a little bit flimsy. Let's give Arthur a very valid justification for hating magic. Yep. <laughs> Like and this then wasn't let's make him king so that he can keep the... he can rule with an iron fist. Yeah, this wasn't like oh, I think a sorceress deliberately killed my wife to give me a son. Mm-hmm. It's no, no, no. I saw a wizard perform a spell over my father, and then he died. Can I just say if Morgana wanted acceptance from magic people in the kingdom? Not how uh, you do. It. I, I. She's just comically evil. Like she's not working towards any better goal. She's just evil for the sake of being evil. Once again, Morgana is the weakest part of this episode, which is a shame. They've assassinated her character, like much uh, like they assassinated Uther. Yeah. But yeah, the the best part of the dragoon stuff is (laughs) he's like meandering slowly to the castle at night. And Arthur's very much like, hey, can we hurry up? My father's internally bleeding. And Dragoon's like, "Mm, maybe if you carried me. And then gets a piggyback ride, because why not? And then even does like a yaw, like, come on, giddy up. Ah, 
It's it's great, and then he casts the spell, and then fucking Uther dies. Well, no. So, all right. So, yeah. Let's 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 get to that real quick. Um, Agravain has the MacGuffin. Uh, is able to go and see Uther, and is able to like get Gwen away from Uther long enough that he's able to um put the uh put the magical necklace MacGuffin around Uther's neck and hides it as well. It's not immediately visible. So this isn't just like like Merlin doing a bad job and not seeing the very obvious magical item. Um, so there, there is at least that part of it going as well. Uh, Agravain then leaves. So does Gwen. Um, we then get uh, Merlin, well, slash really Dragoon here, and Arthur coming up. Uh, Dragoon starts to heal um, Uther. Uh, we see Uther get better and um, open his eyes and be able to see his son, and he seems to be okay. And then he dies. <laughs> and then he then dies. He, then he just dies. They also, I don't know if it's deliberate or not, but it helps my headcanon of Merlin didn't know which book to look into for this specific healing spell. So it makes it easier to understand that he wouldn't know that there would be an enchantment you can do that reverses healing spells. Like, He's not well-versed in this branch of magic, so this idea of someone reversing his magic would have never occurred to him. Like, yes. No, sh- you can tell. His, like, Merlin, Merlin is not a heal wizard. Mer- that, is, that is not what He's, Merlin is, he is has, a battle mage. has focused well, on. To also be fair, magic in the Merlin universe does seem to be just a lot of random bullshit. So yes. I don't yes. think it's fair for Merlin to expect this. Like, no, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, there are shockingly few plot holes in this episode, where yeah. normally there are a lot of plot holes. This is just good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but Uther... it was it was just well done. We we have Arthur. Uh, Arthur immediately, um, even though you can see the dragoon is very very upset about Uther dying here. Uh, Arthur's immediately like, "You you just killed him." Um, all right. Guards, it's time to time to murder this dude. Um, and Berlin has to use magic to get himself out of there uh, and use his uh, reverse aging spell. Um, it actually works this time. Hey. He, he uh, was practicing and, this just in case. And who oh boy, if Dragoon wasn't welcome in the kingdom before, he really isn't welcome now. <laughs> He's killed the king. Once again, Dragoon is the greatest villain of Camelot. <laughs> He Can has been Dragoon, behind everything. Dragoon has, done, Dragoon has done more than Morgana in terms of being the evil wizard. Dragoon has officially done more than any other evil mage in the Merlinverse. He fucking succeeded in killing the king. Also, also, Charlie, uh, can you go check the deaths counter? I need to see a Merlin killing named character Uther in this episode. Like that needs to be there. I I'm sorry, it is not there. We're gonna have Ex to write an email. Excuse me, that's completely incorrect. We are gonna have to write an email. Yeah. Oh my god! No, that one's. Merlin I, straight up kills Uther. I'm wondering if they attribute it to Morgana because it is technically her magic intercepting the healing spell, reversing it, and then applying it to Uther. All right. So this is like if you had the is... ability to catch bullets. If like if David shot at you and I caught the bullet and redirected it at someone else, David didn't kill that so, person. Uh... I did. 
it's it's interesting the like the, the the like where where the blame falls for this death is really interesting because Uther's already mortally wounded. Uh, so if Merlin does nothing, he's still going to die. But Merlin does something immediately causing him to die. Listen, I understand that it's because of Morgana. If Alec Baldwin is... is going to court for murder, I feel <laughs> that Merlin oh. should count as killing someone. <laughs> okay, but Merlin wasn't in charge of hiring the person to make sure Uther doesn't <laughs> have any magical amulets on him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. <laughs> Merlin's not an executive oh, no. producer in this kingdom. No, but still. <laughs> in fact, the it's, actual Alec Baldwin really in weird. this in this situation is aggravating. I think I think so I think the way to consider it here is um Merlin if if you're thinking about this, this is someone in a hospital. Um they go into um like they their like body temperature like drops or something or like they go into like some form of shock or something. And a drug is administered to try and stabilize them, and they have an allergic reaction to that drug. And Merlin was the one that, like, gave them the drug. Like, that's what this is. Um, well, n- trying to it, save their life, but instead killed them. Th- there is an additional wrinkle to that where, because also, we skipped over this, the assassins weren't set by Morgana. They were sent no. by Odin, who is trying to get yes. back at Arthur for killing his son. Which, Way like, back when. Who, who remembers that, right? Well, again, God damn. once again, continuity has reared its <laughs> ugly head in Merlin, making Merlin good for one episode. You bastards. <laughs> like, God damn you, Merlin writers. So, yeah, this is like someone coming in from a car crash with severe internal injuries. Um, and then someone else in their life who hates them swapping out the life-saving medicine with actual poison. And then a doctor unknowingly administering that poison. That sure, it's that I think is where we're at in the end. As far as I'm concerned, Merlin killed Uther. It was directly Merlin's action. Merlin did not murder Uther, but Merlin killed Uther. Yes, I think that is the best way to phrase it. Like Merlin, yes, Merlin Merlin was no plot for this to happen, but Merlin did kill Uther. Merlin caused well, Uther's death, but Merlin was not the cause of Uther's death. Yes. yes I can accept that. Yeah. I just... Anyway. <laughs> Man, what a great rules lawyering section that we went into there. Um, uh, Merlin, where are we in this? Oh, are... Uther's dead. Uther's, Uther's dead. dead. Everyone's confused. What the fuck? Uh, uh, Gaius finds the necklace and is like, Merlin, not your fault. Look, it's Morgana. I can't bring the steady one because no one will believe me. No one will believe me and everyone will assume that Dragoon placed this on him. This is unfortunately a case of check for the magical MacGuffins before you do the magic, Merlin. Now you know. Uh, and we'll see if that ever comes up again. Uh... <laughs> Um, but what we do get is some heart-wrenching scenes of uh, Arthur, uh, Arthur and Merlin just trying to, like, Merlin just trying to, like, say to Arthur, like, how sorry he is. Uh, Arthur spending the night in, like, the cathedral um, where Uther's been laid to rest. Um, and Merlin making sure to just stay just outside of the cathedral so that Arthur's not by himself when he does eventually emerge. Um and we get like you know it's 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 a it's a brand new day um 
a lot of the mourning has taken place and we have to like we have to accept this is the new reality i'm king it's it's time to do this new new camelot new kingdom and um, <laughs> new kingdom new me also i still hate magic <laughs> also i now really hate magic <laughs> Like it was already instilled in me by, by my dad, and then I watched my dad get murdered by a sorcerer just in front of me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we have uh, Arthur get crowned prince, and it's Jeffrey's time for the here. Live the kings. Jeffrey is here. <laughs> That's how we know it's a good episode. Jeff- mark? Jeffrey has crowned his second monarch of the series. One willingly, yep. one unwillingly. Just. Fucking Jeffrey, the fucking traitor. How <laughs> does he still have a job? I still don't forgive Jeffrey for crowning Margana. Poor Jeffrey. Like, how was he not put to death immediately? Uh, probably because it was like, yeah, you did what you needed to to survive. God. Uh, um, but yeah, Arthur is uh, no longer Prince of Camelot. He's King of Camelot. And... That's the end of our episode. We we have King and Arthur and he doesn't have Excalibur. Weird. <laughs> I'm oddly okay with this. Listen, as I the, uh, the greatest travesty is still fucking Mordred, so it's fine. <laughs> you wanted him to bang his half sister? I just I would uh. I better than that than the weird creepy druid child. Honestly, <laughs> maybe if they announced the Game of Thrones series earlier, they would have gone through with it. <laughs> they would have gone through think, with it. I legitimately think I legitimately think if um Merlin had come out like had started about the same time as Game of Thrones had started, first of all, it would have been dwarfed by Game of Thrones and would have never made it to see, like five seasons. Yes. Uh but second of all, they would have done some weird shit. There, it would have been it would have been very cursed some of the things that they could have done it's still a bbc show so i don't know like they probably could have like implied incest but couldn't have actually like done anything more than just imply really yeah what you like, mean it is still bbc <laughs> you mean morgana wouldn't have killed uther and then arthur wouldn't have sex with morgana right next to his dead body no. <laughs> hey, spoilers for Game of Thrones if you somehow haven't made it that far. But like what we would get is we'd get some like weird looks between Merlin or not between Merlin, between Morgana and uh and Arthur like during a lot of season 1 and there'd be like some like heavily implied like oh, oh something's happening back there. Uh and then like you'd like maybe see them share a kiss or two at some points uh and then at one point it'd be revealed like oh my god she's like half sister and would like all of that would have happened then it would be like wait <laughs> some some stuff happened and look morgana's pregnant we don't know who's 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 the father who knows oh no the trivia is heartbreaking for this episode ooh uh this is the is last it? live appearance of uther and the last appearance of Anthony Head in the opening credits. This episode marks the last appearance of Jeffrey. No. He Good. never shows up in the series again, apparently. <laughs> the traitor was probably killed, <laughs> as he should be. As soon as as soon as the as soon as the long live the king chance uh, ended, you just see Arthur turn around and behead Jeffrey. <laughs> traitor. First act as king. I saw him use magic. You all saw it. <laughs> uh, all right um episode ratings i guess 
what oh, did we think of boy. this episode? Nick, why don't you start this us is, off? This is a very solid, like, four and a half. This was a fantastic episode. Um, like, best one we've had in a while. Um, like, I'm trying to think of, like, why I'm not giving it a five. Um, it's honestly probably just, like... Uh, the, the the character assassination of Morgana sucks. Um, but, like, outside of that, like, this episode is fantastic. Um, well done in uh, starting out and, like, you have no idea where this episode is going to go with what you see in the opening thing. It, like, it's, it, it, it's like, oh, look, it's going to be an assassination of Arthur attempt. It's like, nope, the entire episode is we're trying to save Uther. And then uh, them being able to strengthen um, Arthur's hatred of magic here by seeing his dad die at the hands of magic. Fantastic. Very well done, and like sets up a them still being able to show like magic being outlawed in Camelot. Um, Arthur uh, Merlin feeling incredible, like he was so incredibly close to having Arthur accept magic, and now it'll never happen Mm -hmm. because of him. It's just oh, it's really well done. God, yeah, four and a half, solid four and a half. Uh, I will echo that four and a half, uh, and also pretty much everything you said. I can't wait for me to take a full mark off every other episode this season because the writing does not live up to how good it was in this episode. Because I have (laughs) no faith that the standard is going to hold up. Because this is... Like, even the next time on Merlin from episode two does not show the tone that this episode takes. We were... You can go back and listen to last episode and we're all giddy because, oh shit, it's a Dragoon episode. This is going to be so much fun. And then he shows up and it's so much fun. And then it a hard right turn into shit Uther's dead yeah. and there are real consequences for what is happening and Merlin caused the death of the king and like oh my god and everyone's acting and it's so good oh so good oh, this is just very good David what about you I agree as well 4.5 I will be incredibly upset when the rest of the season isn't as good <laughs> yep. as this episode because, yeah. like, every once in a while, Merlin shows these bits of genius, like this episode, and it's like, why can't the entire show be like this? Man, this 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 entire episode reminds me of midway through fucking season four of Fringe when they reveal David, David Robert Jones and, like, legitimately, possibly the best, like, ten minutes of Fringe are the last ten minutes of that episode, and I, like, I stand by that. And like, holy fuck, the rest of that season, they just murdered David Robert Jones's character. But like, <laughs> God, those those 10 minutes were fantastic. David Robert Jones oh. being back was so good. And then they oh, turned spoilers him into audience, like, I guess, for Fringe. <laughs> then they turned him into a simp. I mean, he was kind of a simp before, but he was a cool simp. I'm the sacrifice. I'm the bishop. I'm the bishop. <laughs> I bring the fish up. <laughs> Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, basically this this episode and the feeling of like a lot of that feels like feels like an extended version of those ten minutes of Fringe. Like those ten minutes of Fringe were a very condensed, like very satisfying thing. This was a very satisfying like forty minutes of an episode. Really, the only complaint I have is that the assassins weren't originally sent by Morgana. I don't fully like how she's just kind of like, oh sweet, I'll take advantage of this scenario. Here's an amulet. I wanted her to be more involved in the plot. 
No, I, I kind of like I that she's... I was completely she's, fine with I kind of like that it's just this is um her jumping on a thing, because I feel like that's what Morgana should be doing more. I'd be less of a fan if Morgana's, like, the root of every single bad thing, right? That's yes. fair. Because this is full-on, hey, someone, like, this shows that the world is bigger than just Morgana, right? This is, like, yeah. bringing back, hey, do you remember when Arthur killed that dude's son? That guy didn't forget either. <laughs> like, Also, uh, character assassination aside, um, shout out to Morgana's actress, because when Agravain comes to tell her that Uther's dead, she's kind of just sadly lying in bed like, no, I had a dream, I know he's dead. And she almost seems like she's regretting her life choices. And that she's just a little bit in too deep now. Like, there's, there's the tiniest spark of, have I fucked up? I killed my dad. No, this is what I have to do now. I, yeah, no. The actress who plays Morgana, uh, like, Katie McGrath does, like, she tries her best with what the, with what the writers have given her. She's doing it's, so much with so little. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, hand, like, just well done. Well done on her part. Um, for doing what she could, I just wish that they hadn't written the the character of Morgana into the state that she's in here. Of just, I guess, like kind of forest gremlin at this point. <laughs> also, uh, shout out to whoever does lighting and cinematography because the next couple shots after Uther is dead are either in completely unlit rooms or the characters are backlit, so there's a lot of shadow in their face for like the four scenes following and it really helps that like things don't get bright until literally the next day again this is not filmed like a normal episode of merlin like it's crazy all right i think that brings us to the end of this episode well no i have to do the other uh seven million seven point oh four million people watched this episode up from the 6.8 and the rating went down from an 8.8 to an 8.4. So still up there. How? How? Ugh. Listen, yeah. we saw this for Fringe. We don't agree with the populace. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Every episode of Fringe that we loved, they hated. And every episode of Fringe the public loved, we hated. Like... Oh, man. Um, fuck the, 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 like, comments on the fandom page are people just shitting on this episode. People are what like, the fuck? yeah, people are like, why doesn't Gaius bring up the pendant? That doesn't, it does not matter because, like, Arthur is either going to assume Dragoon planted it there so that he could pretend to be helping and then kill Uther, or, okay, whatever, magic still killed my dad. Like, you can't tell Arthur, oh, it was Morgana, because he may not even believe that. But, it, like, the pendant having killed Uther does not matter in this moment. Stop complaining about it. Dragoon killed him. That's the end of it. Yep. Ugh. All right, Charlie. While you're, on, while you're on this tangent, why not bring us out as well? Okay, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, a weird episode in that we all loved it. Um, can't believe Uther's dead. Uh, long live King Arthur until he dies. Who knows when? Uh, but if you liked it, please leave us a review on the podcatching service of your choice, preferably a five star. If it's anything lower, much like the car service company I went to, if you rate us a four or below, that's a bad rating and we get disciplined for that. It's not a lie. I went to get my car serviced for a recall and they were like, hey, anything below a nine and below is a negative review. You have to give us a 10. <laughs> 
if that you is so upset if you click on the email and decline the survey that's also a negative review and like i made a face and they're like yeah we know we're harsh around here i'm like yeah that's <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> you're like uh, you should just look them dead in the eye i'm like you're getting a one from me <laughs> She wasn't even so, the one who did the service. I don't want to do that to that guy. He was nice. Oh, man. Oh, that's that's so that's so brutal. I, I have I have many issues about the current writing systems that are being used for so many things. Have you guys ever and rated it's, anything it's so frustrating. or like written review on Google Maps or anything? Uh, yes, because I keep getting notifications saying my reviews are blowing. OK, up. yeah, I get that, too, all the time. I wrote one scathing review for Jim <laughs> back in like fucking high school. And every once in a while, Google Maps is like, your review has over 10,000 views. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think I think there was a place that was like, hey, we'll give you 10 percent off if you give us a five star review on Google. So I went in, did the five star, showed it to them. And then as we walked out, I changed it to a one star. Valid. And then I edited my review to say they wanted a five star review. So I got my discount and now I'm changing it. Nice. Um, Um, Man, just just really quickly, because this is something that frustrates me. And I'm sure I've talked about it very briefly. Um, Fucking so Ultimate Frisbee, because it is a uh, sport that is uh, self like self refereed. Uh, there's no refs or anything associated with it. Um, you just sort of like, just like if there's like a rule infraction, you discuss it with the other team and you decide sort of between everyone on the field agrees with like what should happen on that. So because of that, there is spirit that you can give to the opposing team. So outside of just the score, like the final score of the game, you can also say like, yeah, this team was like fun to play against or no, this team was like kind of a dick. Like they like were chippy and they were like, they were arguing against rules and like things like that. In the in the fucking leagues that I'm in, if you give so it's out of five, and if you give below a four, anything below a four, you have to give a full like at least a paragraph written explaining why you gave a, a value below a four. So there's no scale because no one wants to do that. So the only numbers that people can put in are four, four and a half, or five. So you have no idea how like good or bad a team actually is in terms of spirit because everyone's just up near the top. It's so frustrating. That just makes it like a binary. Were they good? Yes. No. It's, it's so frustrating because in like some of the other leagues that I've like, like talked and heard about, they'll have like a a rating out of 20. And if you give like, like it's very much like a, like a 10 is an average is an average game and should be the average score that you're giving. And giving like wildly outside of those scores, that's good. But that tells us like, hey, this team was like not great or hey, this team was fantastic to play against. And it was just like, yes, you should be having it be like a scale that people can use so you actually know whether a team is good or not. Because there were so many times last season, like I think I've talked about it, where I got like swear, swore at and like screamed at by a person on the other team. And my team still gave that team a four out of five in spirit score. And that is not what they deserved. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I, I have I have problems with uh, the ultimate frisbee uh, recreational leagues in my area. Mm. <laughs> but you know who does deserve a four and a half or a five? This podcast, and you should give it to us on the podcasting service of your choice. And then you should go to your friends and recommend them this podcast because you liked it oh so much. Uh, if you want to hear more of Nick's rants on ranking systems and uh, ultimate frisbee in his area. You can follow us on Twitter if it's up at this point. Musk fucked with the API. Who knows? Uh, at Forsaf at Twitter.com. 
or you can email us all your private rants about how we're actually wrong about every single rating we've ever given. Goblin's Gold isn't that good. You just like fart jokes, which we do. Uh, you can email those to us at forsaf at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, keep your opinions to yourself. Uh, April O'Neil is black. Uh, don't be mad about it. It looks like a good movie. Outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me.